We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and learn, and pay respect to the First Nations peoples and their elders past, present, and future. We're recording on Gadigal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Green Room, a euphony podcast getting you behind the scenes with musicians, actors and comedians from Australia and around the world. Powered by Yamaha headphones, I am your host Tiana Speeter. How's it going? I hope your day is treating you very kindly so far and your week as well, but you know what? Even if this week hasn't been that great, today's episode of The Green Room is guaranteed to put a smile on your dial. And I'm stoked to be spending a bit of time with you today and share this awesome chat. But just before I'm joined by today's guest, to quickly catch you up on last week's episode, I got to spend some time inside the mind of the sensational Sam Nelson Harris, frontman for American Alternative Heroes ex-ambassadors. And he's also a very prolific force around the creative realms and industry in general. You may know him from working on Lizzo's debut album, Cause I Love You. He's also an actor and he's done so many other things, but he's currently also a driving force behind a brand new podcast titled The Beautiful Liar, a compelling audio drama that features a blind teenage protagonist. The Beautiful Liar is a celebration of hope, empowerment and inclusivity. And also, it's a fitting mirror into Harris's own personal experiences alongside his brother and bandmate Casey, who has also been legally blind since birth. You can catch that chat, as well as my earlier chat with the incredible Emily Hampshire, who also appears in the Beautiful Liar podcast as well. The Beautiful Liar is out on all podcast platforms as of this week, and there are new episodes dropping every Wednesday. But on to today's main event... Few people can claim the prolific surge in popularity that Nat, aka Nat's What I Reckon, experienced as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Declaring a public and at times hilarious war on jar sauce after witnessing the bizarre panic buying that left fresh food untouched on supermarket shelves, while pre-made packaged foods and jars were bought in droves. Well, Nat emerged as the Aussie hero us at home and all over the world needed. But diehard fans will be quick to tell you, Nat has been entertaining and expressing his hilarious take on social commentary for years now, with his YouTube channel and social media pages firmly lampooning everything from preppy boat culture to tissue boxes in the back of cars, and running as well as Nat speaks about today. But it was Nat's unparalleled knack for fusing profanity, genuine warmth and some kick-ass delicious meals that set his star even further on the rise over the last two years going on to claim Dave Grohl as a fan, and he was also just firmly embraced as the true champion of the people with his amazing at-home lockdown cooking recipes and videos. As if this hilarious human wasn't generous enough with his recipes and also sharing his partner Jules's infectious laugh with the world, Nat's also a mental health ambassador, a musician, and just frankly, as much as I can attest to from just speaking with him today and anyone who's ever crossed his path, he is one of the nicest humans you will ever meet. With 2021 drawing to a close, Nat has also now ticked off yet another milestone, 
with his second book, Death to Jar Sauce, Rad Recipes for Champions, officially out this week. And to celebrate, he swung by the green room to chat about his natural career progression, positive mental health practices, and Colgate beef lasagna. Yes, you heard that right. Here we go. Well, I am joined now by Nat of Nat's What I Reckon fame. Nat, thank you for coming on the green room with me today with a beautiful background to spoil us all with as well. Yes, thanks. Yeah, thanks very much. It's, um, yeah, it's my favourite poster, my favourite pretend poster. Well, we all love a bit of Colgate beef lasagna, let's not lie. <laughs> it's hard to turn down. It's hard to turn down with that kind of profile. And yet when you've got a toothpaste brand letting rip lasagna, uh, you know, it's spelled incorrectly. It's hard to, um, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to not slam that up on your wall. percent be the envy of everyone's bedroom, but I feel like you've got a lot going on outside of the amazing backdrop you've got there. But obviously, even in 2021, we've had this pandemic lurking, but you've still continued your amazing crusade against jar sauce. You've kept creating in general. You've released wines. You've kept flying the flag for mental health as well. But yeah. Most recently, and obviously the most exciting thing on the very near future is we are now here with a brand new book, Death to Jar Sauce, Rad Recipes for Champions. There it is, the very book itself. That's it. Um, first and foremost, so how are you actually doing as we approach the pointy end of 2021? How are you feeling at this point in this very strange year? How am I feeling personally? Yeah, personally, professionally. Am I allowed to swear? Absolutely. I'm having a fucking hard time, to be honest. It's mm. been fucking stressful. Like, <clears throat> there's been a lot of normal support networks and things that I would have in place to to manage. You know, the the complex fucking Colgate beef lasagna that is my mental health problems. Mm. It's been hard to it's been hard to keep that up and uh, and manage. But I do have. Uh, I am lucky enough to have something that I can do that means that I can um, create things and, you know, I have work. I can fucking make a book and, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a pretty lucky fella, all things considered, but it's been tough on my head. It's been really, really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with everything going on. It's the on-flow effect. It's like the fact that lockdowns are now ending and all of that. It's great, but there's mm. so much that's it's going to take a lot to unpack for a lot of us, but you have still managed to keep so many smiles on others people's faces. So, I mean, that's not going to necessarily help your own beef lasagna, but it's a pretty like sensational thing that, you know, despite it all, you've come out of this with some incredible stuff. Like you've obviously been doing this for a fair while now. You're not an overnight success because there is no such thing. We all know that, but I think what's been awesome to see for you, like you've been able to also get out and about and finally accept your book, Toby, a favorite Australian book award for your hey. book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You fixed trivia with a board game, but coming back <laughs> to this new book, I'm very keen to try trivia too. I'm terrible at it, but I'm very excited about this. But I think what's amazing is that, you know, the Death to, Death to Jar Sauce book, I can't even talk, Death to Jar Sauce book. That's hard to say. It's a mouthful, yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously, this is something always that we know you for. When did you start to get the inkling for this new book? Like, was a follow up to Uncook Yourself always on the cards? Uh, it wasn't necessarily always on the cards. We had a bit of we dipped our toe in the in the recipe book pool last time, but only very yeah, only up to the knee, I suppose. We only had like nine recipes in the last book because I didn't I didn't really know what. I kind of just wanted to see what 
what people thought really like and there's been a huge expression of interest that I release a cookbook and I suppose it fucking makes sense doesn't it you know I did prattle on in the kitchen a lot <laughs> and uh I mean my channel what I'm doing is trying to in effect make people laugh before I before I was making these cooking videos I was wandering around trade shows and and shit like that and taking the piss out of running and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and, like, you know, just I wanted a book, the first book to be a bit more like that, you know, to be a bit about, like, this is this is what I'm doing, you know, in book form, I suppose. Mm. Uh, and now, the, yeah, the cookbook just makes sense, you know. It's not going to be a great deal of Colgate-flavoured lasagnas in there, but there will oh, be. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lasagna in it, though. Well, but, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, obviously there's a bunch of recipes in here, like honey bastard chicken, frowny reversal, orange chocolate brownies, which was obviously one of your more recent YouTube clips as well. Yeah. How, how did you decide on the final list for these books? Like, what does it take for a recipe to get the Nat Seal of approval? Obviously, no jar sauce or microwaves is a start, but what <laughs> made the cut this time? Um, well, these these are kind of like smash hits dishes, you know. They're like the things that I, I've put out like polls on, on my page before or like a question, mm-hmm. like, what do you want to fucking eat? What are you guys cooking? What's in it? What sucks in a jar that we can make somewhere else, you know, yeah. out of yeah. the jar? And there's or just class, classic hit stuff that you might have eaten a ton of and, uh, you know, never like made it yourself. It's been like instant meal stuff. So I've got like, like megaring, you know, that's like a packet thing that everyone's eating a fucking their body weight in at some stage. <laughs> so we've made that. So it's been a lot of like I tried to go for the big, big classic hit stuff, but a list of things that, <clears throat> excuse me, a, bit, a list of things that I'd actually want to eat mm. or you, you'll actually want to eat. Like it's not, it's just kind of something for everyone. Yeah, that's what, exactly. Seems a bit cliche, but. <laughs> No, but sometimes too, like it, like you said, it's the stuff that we've all probably had and I'm sorry to say we're probably all a bit guilty, probably maybe yourself excluded, but I've probably had stuff out of a jar sauce that is that easy to make. It's probably like three ingredients, but I'm like, oh, it's there. It's easy. Yeah. Especially when you move out of home, you're at uni, you're a cheap, lazy bastard. Yeah, but I did that too. <laughs> I did that too. I, I've eaten my fucking share of jar sauce. You know, it happens. Yeah. But it's just not, it's not as much fun, you know. It's not very That's- adventurous. And that's that's the point. Is it's like, you know, this the this thing in a jar is pretty pretty boring. And yeah. like and like you say, there's only three things in it. There's only like three things in some of the things in this book. There's like, exactly. and it's it's just as easy. I think the problem with that stuff is a bit samey and a bit boring, and it doesn't give doesn't give you much as a person. It lacks a bit of soul, you know. Yeah. So having having a go, having a crack. You know, <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit more rewarding than, than tipping this fucking jar of shit on your pasta. I don't think you're a dickhead for doing it. I just think you deserve better. You know, it's a bit more yeah. exciting. Absolutely, and I think too, it's amazing how like sometimes so many ingredients in those jar sauce like can taste like you know clag glue. Not that I'm <laughs> clag glue yeah. back in my childhood or anything like that. But <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure we've all eaten a bit of clag glue. Look, it's an Australian, you know, coming of age tradition, isn't it? It's a staple. That's right. I think it's, it's probably safe to eat. <laughs> it's probably safer <laughs> yeah. than just. <laughs> yeah, 
It's probably better well, for you. Yeah, hundred percent. But and I think like it's funny you asked if you could swear because obviously like over the years you've been labelled as sweary, which is probably my favourite description of you. But you've <laughs> had an insane amount of glowing reviews, and you've got so much. You know, you've got so much more going on than mere profanities, although they they do help with a realistic cooking experience. But going back, obviously kicking off a hilarious YouTube channel in the mid-2000s to changing the world one lack of jar sauce at a time, other than natural flair for flavours and you also have some hilarious social commentary along the way, you find a way to be relatable, realistic, and there's always a healthy dose of rock and roll too. But it's you make it look so easy. How much work goes on behind the scenes for this seemingly effortless slices of comedy and culinary gold? It's full time. It's a full time job. Absolutely mm. full time. Like in between things today, I'll be I'm, I'm editing and releasing video, and you know, it's, it's it's. I think one of the, the tougher things about the lockdown was that, like Jules and I, do all this stuff together, me and my partner, and. It's a lot of work. Like I edit all these videos. Jules builds all the, the graphics, and you know, we navigate all the, this as a as a bit. It's a business now. It's like it's a proper fucking grown up job. Mm. A lot of work. It's heaps of work, and I have to, you know, I have to make sure this this shit's killer. Like it has to fucking rock hard. Otherwise, mm. it's not. It's not. I can't, you know, swan about swearing like a fucking sailor about. You know, fuck this is sucks, you know, and then what I've made isn't that great. You know, it has to mm-hmm. it has to be awesome. So it's a lot a lot of work, a lot of research and a lot of you know, a lot of putting putting a lot of uh effort into it. So yeah, it's a it's full time. It's it's mm-hmm. the hardest I've worked in my whole life. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's I love seeing obviously the involvement that we have Jules. I mean, it's not a nap video without having Jules amazing laugh in it. Like yeah. her laugh could just I just listen to that over and over if I'm ever having a bad day, I swear to God. You hear that, Jules? <laughs> oh yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. My day is made. That's officially yeah, awesome. Right. Um but with a lot of it, like I know sometimes we do get to see some of the outtakes, like how much doesn't make the cut for the final videos? Like how much is on the cutting room floor as you go on with like the countless videos you're putting out now? Oh, it must look like it's like a fucking hairdresser. Most of the floor is hair, <laughs> you know, and there's not very much haircut. <laughs> Man, the I'm in there. <laughs> no, it's, I like it. A, there's a lot of excess. There's, you know, I don't know, there's a big couple of hours of footage. Mm. You get a seven-minute video or a ten-minute video. There's a lot. I like trying to, I like trying to get the joke right or say it properly. I don't want to say it much to the exhaustion of the uh, of the crew, <laughs> and particularly Jules, who's got to live with me telling these jokes over and over. Anyway, there's it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot that doesn't go into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I suppose there's a lot of uh, a lot of blooper reels wide open for some stage too. Oh, who doesn't love a good blooper reel, honestly? Well, I- Love a blooper reel. Oh, I went in a wormhole. I'm feeling like, sorry, No, I went in a wormhole the other night on It's Always Sunny blooper reels and like instantly. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm very pointy. Yes, I'm very excited. Yes. It's Always Sunny coming out too, which I'm really excited about. Oh, don't, I can't handle it. Like this day is just overstimulating already. (laughs) How, how great is that? That, that is like a a cure for the sads big time. I watched Always Sunny bloopers. It fucking blows my mind. It's some of the most outrageous shit ever, and I can't stop laughing. 
Well, the best thing is too, like how much of it you realize, like when it makes the final cut, they're still laughing. Like that's the best take they can get. As well. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Oh, Huge wow. inspiration, that stuff. Love it. Yeah. You, having a laughing at yourself is important. If you're not laughing at it, it's probably not that funny. I don't know. 100%. It's, it's so good. And yeah, they're struggling through some of those jokes. Like you do, if you crack a joke. And I mean, it's you know, it's pretty daggy, I suppose, traditionally to find yourself or well, you joke funny, but sometimes shit will just come out of your mouth and it's fucking so outrageous that it makes you and everyone laugh, which is great. But yeah, yeah. it can kill the shot. Yeah, but you know what? For the sake of comedy, it's sacrifice for comedy. Yeah, that's it. That's well, it. on that topic, like obviously, you know. A lot of your stuff has the comedic edge, but you do talk about a lot of stuff. You know, obviously you're a big advocate for mental health as you kind of touched on at the start, but going back a ways, like what actually like inspired you to kind of start creating these videos and put this, like put your comedic self out there in this kind of way? Like, did you grow up laughing at stuff? Did you grow up, you know, wanting to just be on camera or were you just one of those people that it just started happening and here we are suddenly with like Dave Grohl as a fan and you're cooking with Machine Gun Kelly? Like how did this kind of suddenly kick into something where you weren't just like sitting around doing a normal job, quote unquote normal? Like how did this nap story evolve into this point? Oh, I kind of was doing this at work, much to the disappointment of my employees, my employers rather. It's... um. (laughs) I've always been painfully myself and uh, a bit this way. I like, you know, I've always taken the piss out of things. It's been my way to kind of survive my universe a bit is to, to have a laugh. I've had a bit of a tough tough go in some respects and it's just been mm-hmm. my – I've always found the the funny shit in an otherwise stiff environment. It's mm-hmm. just, and creating these videos has been a great platform to share more of my jokes, whether they're funny or not, with people and try and work that out. And I've been doing it for ages now. But just if there was any, any chance anyone had a fucking camera out as a kid, I was trying to get in front of the camera, trying to, you know, do something. I'll do yes. any, I will do anything to try and make someone laugh. Like, well, not anything, but, you know, I mean, like if there's, big, there's a video mm-hmm. of me in preschool somewhere at three and there's, you know, kids rode up and everyone's, singing a song and you know doing this hilarious kid thing and I'm I'm just not into it. I'm doing my own thing, trying to take the take the limelight and act like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> it's been um I suppose a natural progression for me in life to just you know see attention seeker or something. I don't know. It seems like a strange trait to have as someone who's quite anxious. But there's like a a lot I love like a huge kick out of Making people smile, making people laugh, and telling you know stupid shit to get fucked as well. Stick around after this short break. We've got way more awesome Nat's What I Reckon moments, including what helps Nat manage his mental health and some new music adventures he has on the cards too, featuring a certain member from Friends or Rom. That and more after this. Love music? Press play. A new release podcast from Euphony. Each week, Press Play rounds up the best in new music landing in stores and streaming services. Catch all the latest album, EP, and single news, as well as a roundup of reissues, anniversary, and vinyl releases. Host Tiana Speeder is joined by a panel of knowledgeable music experts alongside artists discussing their new releases. Visit euphony.com.au or listen to Press Play on your favorite podcast platform. 
giving yourself, you're constantly showing people your comedic side and making everyone else laugh. What do you actually do for yourself to actually try to quote unquote, not stay sane, but look after your own mental health where you're constantly giving so much to other people? Um, I, I know it's as kind of corny as it sounds and as obvious as that might sound as I like to, I exercise a lot and particularly these days I like to do something with my fucking indoor Ian body. It's like I need to get out and fucking do something, which has been tough because, you know, outside's fucking scary, particularly you're missing a bit of one of your lungs. But I've been running. I love running at the moment. Someone who's made a video hanging shit on running. <laughs> we're all a bit of hypocrites, you know. I'm not running eating jar sores at least, but it's – uh. Yeah, I like uh, I exercise a lot. Of, you know, I like lifting weights, running around like a dickhead, and, and I like doing the the other important shit, which is you know talking about it. So I talk to Jules and talk to my therapist, and you know I try and eat properly, and I'm, you know I do, I do I do those obvious things. So I was an, an Epsom Epsom salts bath. Yes, I tell you, very it's fucking underrated shit. A bit of like bergamot in there. Love it. Yeah. Fucking love it. I've got these um, I've got these Normatec fucking leg sleeve things that squeeze yeah. your legs because I've got I've got a thing called restless leg syndrome, which is another fucking barrel of laughs. Which means when I try and sleep, my body's like, no, you're fucking not. But I've uh, since bought these these leg sleeve things, and I just, I just sit in bed, I fucking you know look at stupid memes and have my legs squeezed. Kind of that helps too. And laugh at beef. That sounds like quite a good night. <laughs> too bad. So I'm getting, I'm getting good yeah, at. I wonder if, I wonder if I need though, because sometimes I'll just be on the couch and I just suddenly have the urge to just kick the couch repeatedly, like over and over. And I'm like, is, am I like, is everything okay with me? Am I okay? Yeah, yeah you're not. Is it maybe the design of the couch? You're just not. I don't like okay. Oh, yeah, I might, I might have a secret. Like, I've just got issues with couches. Maybe it's not related, but yeah, I might give it a word. <laughs> Subliminal couch loathing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you mean. you get I'm, those. I'm that's kind of what. Go to a therapist. Yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah. Talk, talk, talk the couch stuff out. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. That's what it is. That that like jittery urge. I think I think everyone gets it in some respects. But yeah, it's the um yeah compression sleeves. Hell yes. And but I think you're right. It's like all the stuff that everyone tells you you should be doing, like eat right, exercise, sleep. And it's funnily enough, when you do do it, it doesn't magically solve it, but you kind of can no. ease it a little bit. And yeah, I did that, especially during lockdown. I noticed like I drank less, I exercised more, and I was like, oh, there is something to this. Whoops. Well done managing that in lockdown. The fucking staying off the booze is, is tough and trying to look after yourself at a time where like everything's fucking stacks on. Yeah. It's a good time to give yourself a bit of a break, but sometimes that giving yourself a break is actually trying to look after yourself a bit. You That's know, it. finding that fucking and like you said, it's not going to cure you. You don't you can't run away from your fucking problems, but doing something with what you've got, and if you don't have much, just do what you can with what you got. And if that's yeah. just fucking putting your shoes on and walking to the front door, and then going fuck it, I can't can't be fuck going anywhere. You did something. That's it. Gave it a crack, you know, to maintain, got to survive. We've all got to survive this shit. So I think it's that's good on you for fucking doing doing what you can. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the small things sometimes, are, you know, that's the best, you know, that's, that's the best you can do that day, so be it. Like as long as there's a little something, a little victory, something to kind of keep you propelling, I think that's the best thing. So 
Yes, mm. I'm with you there. Right on. Um, I think. I think too with what you do, like obviously your brand of comedy unites a lot of people, but I love how the music community, the music community absolutely frothed when, especially when you started to really get snapped up into the more like, you know, mainstream viewers. Like finally we had someone who proved that liking or looking like you like or play heavy music didn't mean you're an asshole. Like yeah. you <laughs> all the preconceived notions. And on the topic of music, I know you've played in some bands over the years, like you've yeah. done keg of death penalties and all of that, but have you got any other, like, are you still doing the music thing or do you just not yeah. have the time at this point? Like, how, what are you up to with that? Well, I mean, I record songs for these uh, for these episodes these days, which is good fun. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I actually just recorded an album with or almost recorded an album um, at the Pet Food Factory with Jay from, uh, yeah. from Frenzel. He, he recorded an album with my new band, DBX, which is a kind of, so it's DBX stands for Dickhead Beach Experience. It's a brilliant. It's more or less Kegadeth. Uh, we've uh, yeah, we just recorded it just before the fucking lockdown kicked in, and so I haven't been able to finish that uh, mm. because times have been a bit tricky. But yeah, we've um, yeah, I'm still doing that shit, but I, I don't know when shows are going to happen for stuff like that. So. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit backburnery at the moment. While you know, I've got, I manage all this other stuff, but yeah, very much. It's a very important part of my life is rock and roll. Yes. So it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, yeah. It's one of those. Uh, that's what I wanted to do when I left. Yeah, that's the first thing I ever wanted to do before I, you know, fully realised the massive dickhead that I am as a <laughs> rock star. So yeah, that'll that'll always be a pursuit. That'll always be there, but we've got to. Just feel this uh, environment out at the moment and then hopefully get in there and finish the album and, yeah, see how that goes with the crowd. <laughs> yes, that's exciting. Well, I know when you did do the shout-out to get, like, stickers on your fridge, I think every band in town that I knew was, like, instantly, uh, you know, the post office sending every sticker they could have to you. But what are some bands or artists that you're currently, like, really into at the moment? I only ask this question because I'm too lazy to find new music for myself sometimes, so I'm just trying to steal some music recommendations. But what's uh, kicking around? I've, I've, I listen to, like, the, the wildest bunch of stuff. I listen to anything from, like, Dan Hicks in the Hot Licks, you know, a bit of canned music. I like, I love old soul and funk and there's a, a band called East of Underground, which I really like, just this band developed uh, during the Vietnam War, a bunch of bunch of soldiers, I think. It's a, and, and then I love all my heavy shit. I also listen to stuff ironically and have a great laugh. Like <laughs> I get a great laugh out of Creed. I've been trying oh. to compile... All of the, all of the songs of people that sing like that into one kind of goatee mega mix. That there's so many of those fucking bands. So I've been having a great time digging through uh, my memories of people singing like they think they're in Pearl Jam. Um, I'm into lots of lots of heavy music. Obviously, I'm um, one of my favourite bands is a band called Opium Lord. Yes. I love love listening to that. I love the 80s, like, you know, thrash, death metal stuff, the Terrorizer. I'm a big fan of them. And there's a band called Thou, which do this album called Blessings of the Highest Order. And it's like all old Nirvana covers, but super, like, doom-heavy versions of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Definitely okay. worth checking that shit out. Yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff. But, yeah. 
I'll, you know, I'm listening to all sorts of all sorts of stuff. I've been listening to Cuban music in the shower in the morning. Found out my phone's waterproof, so I just got the phone in the shower. Yes. Bit of Cuban in the morning. I love it. How good. Oh, it's a good healthy mix. I feel like you seem, I mean, I know there's been some hard times, especially over the last, you know, two years, but it feels like you do have a good combination going to just at least get through it and continue to do what you're doing. So to stop putting you through like all my barrage of questions and let you get on with your very busy day, my last question is, when you can hit the road and do some more stand-up and or potentially do some live music shows as well, is there a key non-jar source food or item you like to have with you in your green room to make sure it's a good show? A key, a key non, well, non-jar just not, source. Yeah, uh-huh. food okay. or item. It's very, it's like, very convoluted question. I'm just trying to. No, catch no, it's good. That's no, good. I put it together. I was like, is there a jar source that I've got? Hang on. Oh no. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, what do I have? I mean, it's it's not exciting. We got a little bit of booze, you know, a bit of water. We, I think we started the last tour with kind of like, you know, a lean meats and hummus and celery sticks. I don't like to fucking eat heaps of shit before I go on stage. Otherwise, I'm, you know, so I'm not I'm not particularly fussy with the with the rider stuff. It's usually mm-hmm. some. I found mid strength beer up until I got gout during the last. Tour uh, yep. was quite good, and <laughs> now I don't drink beer anymore. But uh, yep, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, my answer's quite convoluted and uninteresting, really. Well, I feel like you know the, the my lead into the question may have been convoluted and non-interesting, but your no, your answer absolutely makes sense. So I think it's a good call, and it's very you know it's very on brand with everything. It's a bit of food, it's a bit of fun. So I feel like it's very nuts. What I reckon. <laughs> I might I might change it to uh, Colgate beef lasagna only. Rider. Well, I think it should be for like future <laughs> shows. Maybe we'll make that the new thing, the new green room thing. You heard it on the green room first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Matt, I know one of the best things for a lot of people to come out of a horrendous global pandemic was the world embracing you and you continually gifting us lashings of joy. So thank you for sharing that and continuing to do so. Death to death. I can't say it again. I'm going to stumble. Death to jar sauce. Rad recipes for champions will be out for everyone to enjoy and maybe a nice little Christmas present for everyone too. So thank you for dropping by and spending some time with me today. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. It was heaps of fun. Can't wait to try the beef lasagna too. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who can't get enough nuts, what I reckon, myself included, his brand new book, Death to Jar Sauce, Rad Recipes for Champions, is out now. All of the info and how you can get your hands on that is in our show notes. And if that's not enough, Nat's also got his previous book, Uncook Yourself, which is out there. That will equally have you in stitches and kicking packet food to the curb. Plus, Nat's just unveiled a new trivia game. And no doubt he's going to be cooking up more amazing content like the champion he is. So head online, go get amongst all the incredible nuts, what I reckon goodness that's out there and have a laugh while you're there. Like it's actually hard. It's entirely impossible not to. A massive, massive thank you to Nat for putting up with my belligerent computer for this chat. Nat, I owe you some Colgate beef lasagna and a high five next time you're in town. And a big shout out to Jules for gifting me a laugh in the episode. That was an absolute treat and unexpected delight. If you're still hunting for more podcast episodes to fill your day or to help you avoid making small talk with people on the bus or perhaps people in your house, are they sitting next to you looking at you? Don't make eye contact, don't look. 
But there are a heap more previous episodes of The Green Room kicking around right now. You can head on over to euphony.com.au to catch up. Otherwise, we're also in all the usual podcast streaming places. And you can also catch episodes on YouTube as well. Liking, subscribing, following, reviewing, and or publicly professing your love for The Green Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all those podcast places. It's always welcomed. Don't be shy. I always love to hear from you all out there. It breaks up my incessant watching of blooper reels and music videos that I've seen 50 times over and over. Help me out. Come on. But that's it for today. Thank you for stopping by and I will catch you next week with another episode of The Green Room. Tiana Speeder is a Euphony podcast, created by Craig Trewick, produced by Tiana Speeder and Andrew Mast, hosted by Tiana Speeder, recorded, edited, and engineered by Zig Parker, music by Zig Parker. <laughs>